Happy Monday, Seattle Kraken fans. Our guys are looking for their first outright win. And we have some <laughs> we have an update on Brandon Tanev as I have my furry friend joining me here for this Monday episode of Locked on Kraken. <laughs> you are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. My name is Erica Elayala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken, uh, dog sitting for a friend of mine here. So you might see Trivers in the shot every once in a while. But I want to let you know, today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by the Sleeper app. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper terms of use for details. Okay, hopefully the pup will let us get through this, but we have a, a pretty good episode here for you on Locked on Kraken. The Seattle Kraken played their last game on Saturday where they took on the St. Louis Blues. That's right, Trivers. They took on the St. Louis Blues and they fell 2-1 to one in a shootout. We got to see Joey Decord in net for the first time this season. Let's take a look at some of the stats and facts triggers. We're going to take a look at some of the stats and facts in this game. Again, a 2-1 to one loss uh, by the Seattle Kraken. So they do have a point, but looking for their first outright win of the season. There were a lot of things that the Kraken were looking to focus on, including the power play and faceoffs. But here are some stats that you should know from the game. Let me get my name out of there. But you can see that the Seattle Kraken did better on the power play. We went one for one. We didn't draw as many penalties uh, as the St. Louis Blues did. You can also see that our faceoff percentage was better. It was something that Dave Haxel talked about after the game. Uh, you can see the penalty minutes there. Um, that's the four power play opportunities for St. Louis. They were not able to convert while we only had the one. Hits about the same shots on goal, 31 to 25. So I do think the Seattle Kraken are improving on some things. For those who were able to listen into our amazing broadcast crew on television, I did not listen to the radio broadcast. I was listening to the, the TV crew. But Eddie Olchek was talking a lot, um, and JT Brown, they were both talking about taking the right types of penalties, and it's definitely something that I noticed in the Nashville game. And so I'm glad they brought it up pregame against – St. Louis. And I think it's a little bit of uh, discipline. And, you know, I think we're a Seattle Kraken team. We talked about this before that we're not the most physical team. And I think overall that's okay, but you also have to keep your emotions in check. And the Seattle Kraken can do a better job of that. 
I think also, and I've been talking to our subtext community, which is our Seattle Kraken insiders community. I'll tell you later how you can join that. But um, a few of us were chatting today and just saying that also it could be fatigue. And I thought that was such a great point because there's another thing I said in all of the off season that I really wanted to see the Seattle Kraken work on. And that of course was their fitness. Um, so, you know, I think there are a few things that we can see. Even in three games, we've seen some improvements from the Seattle Kraken, and that I love to see. I absolutely love to see that, that they're making improvements game over game. I thought Joey Decord looked great. Another thing that they talked about pregame was that, listen, he's a guy that can move the puck. He's a goaltender that likes to move the puck and that his teammates are excited that, you know, that that brings some potential to their offense, um, not having to make that extra pass, which could be intercepted, which in that St. Louis game, I think there was a fair share of interceptions and deflections from from both teams. It's still early in the season. Everyone's kind of got to clean things up. But I'm thinking, why would a team like Seattle have a little bit of a more difficulty out of the gate than other teams? A part of it, yes, I do think is preseason and training camp. But the other part is this. We have two seasons under our belt. This is only our third season. And why does that matter? Because you've got captains, alternate captains on other teams that have been with their franchise for, you know, twice as long, three times as long as that. And some guys, Pittsburgh, that have uh, players that have been working together for 18 seasons. We don't have any of that. We don't have any of that. So when I think about us through three games, there are definitely some things we can clean up, but I have seen incremental improvements. I think also there's some guys that are having a little bit of difficulty figuring out how to maybe level up their game. People like Maddie Beneers come to mind, Andre Burakovsky, and honestly his line, and we're, we're going to talk about that throughout this week probably, but I'm not sure I'm really inspired by the Burakovsky line. I've told you before that the Gord line with um, Bjorkstrand and Ellie Tolvanen, that's my favorite line right now. Again, through the subtext community and our Seattle Kraken insiders, our Locked on Kraken insiders, I should say, we have also been talking once again about the fourth line. Now, this is a young fourth line. We've got Yamamoto, and now it's Ty Cartier, with Belmar. But I will tell you what, when it comes to hustle, nobody is doing it better than Belmar. He is so smart on the ice. And you know what? Sometimes you need to see a guy like Belmar who on a, a penalty kill is going to give his stick to his defenseman so and play without a stick just so that he doesn't have one of his own D-men on a PK without a stick. And he was able to make that and then use his skate to push the puck out of the zone. I mean, he cleared the zone without a stick. That's the kind of energy, the wherewithal, the hockey IQ, head on a swivel type stuff. I think he embodies all of that. Is he our most skilled player overall? Probably not, but he has that grit. And I think his energy can inspire this Seattle Kraken team. So the Seattle Kraken through three games, like I said, 
we um you know <laughs> we we have just the one point so in the uh, Pacific Division the Seattle Kraken just a touch ahead of Edmonton we have a, a win percentage of 167 right now Vegas sitting at the top 3 and 0 Vancouver behind them 2 and 0 Anaheim Ducks are in third place at 1 and 1 is it going to stay there i don't know Calgary also 1 1 the LA Kings uh one uh one loss and an OT loss. Same with the San Jose Sharks and the Kraken. We have two losses and an OT loss. And then the Oilers still looking for their first win. So is that what the Pacific Division is going to look like at the end of the season? Well, I sure hope not. And I do think there's a lot of improvement for the Seattle Kraken to make, but we have to do it. And then we have to also figure out personnel because I don't know that the lines that we have now is what we're going to see as our forever lines, if you will. And so we're going to go over the lineup and, of course, talk about Brandon Tanev. That's coming up next on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Sleeper. Okay, the Seattle Kraken score a hat trick. They win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for the season. But a chance at winning big, if you want a chance at winning big, you'll need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily <laughs> the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice. Even, even Trivers likes it. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. So if we're thinking of players that I really think you should be focused in on for the Sleeper app, I mean, and we're going to talk about it, coming up but what about Jaden Schwartz what about uh you know Jared McCann some of our early scorers here even Jamie Alexiak has been looking really good so check out the sleeper app and you know with studs like the Kraken have not to mention Joey Dax looking really good uh alongside the NHL stars like McDavid Ovechkin Crosby and McCarr all you need to do is pick more or less one stat for those stars, choose goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Kraken fans. You pick the stats that you want to focus in on, and you can get 100 times your payout on the Sleeper app. So start paying attention and getting your picks right so you win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use. Terms of use for details. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica Elayala. And if you're not watching on YouTube, then you can't see this beautiful pup visiting me every once in a while on the screen. I am uh, at a friend's place and dog sitting for a little bit here. So Trivers and Georgie over there might uh, come join us. But with the, with the Seattle Kraken. We've already seen them have to make some adjustments to the lineup, and that includes being without Brandon Tanev. We got an update. It's deemed a lower body. So although the contact looked to be upper body to me in that game, uh, we see that it is he's out with a lower body. Uh, they're saying about two weeks 
Um, so we'll see what happens. Or he's been out for two weeks. Excuse me. They're saying it'll be about six weeks with a lower body injury. But um, let's take you to Dave Haxtell talking about the news um, a little bit earlier today. Well, I mean, he's a really good player for us. You know, he competes so hard every night and brings uh, pace and energy. And, uh, you know, he's been a big part of our penalty kill. Um, so, you know, all of those elements. You hate to see guys, you know, with injuries, especially early on. But the fact is it's, you know, it's part of the game. And, um, you know, we'll be out without him here for a few weeks. So it's tough to be without Brandon Tanev, but the beat goes on, as they say. The Seattle Kraken, though, have an opportunity here to really engage Ty Cartier. And he's been skating, as I mentioned, with Belmar and Yamamoto. I like that line. I mentioned I like our third line, Tolvanen, Gord, and Bjorkstrand. Now, for those who are everydayers and loyal listeners, you know that we've had conversations about if Riker Evans or if particularly Shane Wright would make this roster. Who's the odd man out? And if I'm being honest, I'm just going to say it because, uh, you know, he's out with injury right now, but Tanev was definitely a guy that I was a little bit concerned about. I've been saying that the Seattle Kraken are going to have no pun intended here, Trivers, but a short leash. (laughs) And, you know, I think Brandon Tanev really, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but he was going to have to have the type of season where he was going to prove his worth. Again, he's out with an injury, so that's always tough. But I am going to keep an eye on Brandon Tanev. Another player, though, that I think we got to keep eyes on is Alex Wenberg. If you listened to me while I was reporting uh, during training camp and preseason, I told you that I had a conversation with, um, I don't want to call them insiders, but again, let's just say if you've ever come to KCI, Kraken Community Iceplex, you know there's the media section. And you know who sits in the media section? It's, well, media, but it's also personnel from the Seattle Kraken. It's all of us who cover the Seattle Kraken and give you interviews and all the great stuff. Emerald City Hockey, Sound of Hockey, uh, Davy Jones Locker Room, you know, 32 Crew. Everybody's there. And then, of course, the Allison Lucans, the JT Browns, the John Forslands, the Nick Olcheks, the Eddie Olcheks, the Everett Fitzhughes. Al's joining us now. So we're all hanging there. And sometimes we have conversations. And so I, it's because I didn't have permission to share who exactly said what. I'll just say that any number of those people that we were talking with, we had a conversation and someone brought up that they are really keeping eyes on Alex Wenberg. And I know it's a short sample size, but I think there might be something to that. And that's kind of what I mean when I say a short leash for the Seattle Kraken. I think we're going to start to see where the Seattle Kraken need to continue to tinker and improve. They didn't do a lot. We have seen them be a little bit concerned about cap space, keeping you know a, a roster slot open in case for cap reasons, salary cap reasons, and, and other things. Oh, someone's tired. Yes, good stretch. So... <laughs> So we know that the Seattle Kraken are definitely preparing to make moves. Now it's a matter of if they're going to make moves and if they do, what moves are they going to make? And I think we just have to keep eyes on Alex Wenberg. We need him to be more aggressive. He knows this. He wants to have more of a shoot first mentality. And um, I also think though, that we have to unlock Burakovsky. Now, Eddie Olchek and Nick Olchek actually talked about this between our last two games in Nashville 
and then in St. Louis, that Burakovsky, uh, there was a time or two where Eddie, and Eddie's always a, he's our shoot the puck guy. So he's always going to point out when he thinks the Seattle Kraken should shoot a little bit more. And he said that with Burakovsky. For someone who we are expecting to really um, anchor and be the driving force of our offense, yeah, he needs to shoot the puck more. And overall, the Seattle Kraken are shooting the puck. We're just not hitting anything, Trivers. We're not hitting anything. And that was painfully clear. There was an entire clip that the Seattle Kraken broadcast crew did in, I guess it was the third period of um, of the St. Louis game. How many people hit the posts? How many near misses? And it's early in the season, so, you know, bad puck luck, quote-unquote, but you really have to, as they say, shoot. If shooters are going to shoot, and you have to keep shooting the puck. Um, so I like that. I like what Burakovsky gives us. Schwartz, we've seen early on. Eberly, I think, is going to get us there, and Jared McCann as well. We've even seen it ended up being recalled, but, you know, Vince Dunn getting into the action, that's always good. Um, I think that we'll continue to see the defense get aggressive, but we have some different pairings. You know, I think it's more or less the same. We're really just incorporating Dumoulin, right? And you've got Borgen and Alexiak, Vince Dunn and Larson, and Dumoulin and Schultz. I was not overly impressed by Dumoulin, but um, we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, you've got Philip Grubauer and puck-moving goalie Joey Decord. So that kind of rounds out our roster right now. But question of the day, I already sent this to the Locked on Kraken Insiders, and we've been having conversation all day, but I'll let you weigh in on this also on the community tab on YouTube. But question of the day, how do you like the Seattle Kraken through three games? What buttons do you want to see them push? Let us know in the comments. I'll also pin the question of the day at the top. So if you want to engage there, you can do so. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're getting ready for our first game day at Climate Pledge Arena. And before we do that, though, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to talk about ways that we show up for our community. So we're going to do that coming up on Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 120 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, Seattle Kraken fans, tomorrow is a game day. And again, through our insiders, our Locked on Kraken insiders, had a conversation with someone 
who is asking, what is the Seattle Kraken going to do regarding Pride Nights? But it's not just Pride. It's any of the hockey air quotes for those not watching on YouTube. Air quotes, hockey is for everyone nights. If you're not familiar, the NHL has banned Pride tape because, yes, of all the things going on in the world, multicolored Pride tape is a massive problem. If you can't hear my sarcasm, let me just explicitly say, yes, I am being sarcastic. I do not agree with this. And uh, so, you know, I was asked, well, what, what is the Kraken community doing? And uh, first of all, uh, let me know. If you or your organization have some plans to support and really truly live out the mantra that hockey is for everyone, let me know because I want to shout you out. I want to shout out the Kraken community. You know, if you watch the show, if you're an everyday or an OG, or I often wear my Black History Month hat. I've talked about how I'm really gutted that I didn't. No, I don't. Do I need another pin? In in theory, no. But do I want to show support? And is that a way that I can show support for communities by buying another pin? Sure is. I checked. I can't buy it online, so I have to wait till I get to Seattle again to get one of the you know Pride Runs deep pucks. They still sell those at the store or one of the versions of the Kraken pride pin but those are ways that yes jt brown has already said publicly that he's going to do that allison lucan already expressed that not only does she on a regular basis but will continue to support and wear her rainbow colored uh, watch band for example i have it on good information that everett fitzhugh during black history month women's history month has some plans of his own like he does every year so again this is kind of this conversation was sparked by the banning of pride tape, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it makes no sense. It's nonsensical. And actually, I was having a conversation with my friend whose uh, house I'm in right now. Uh, th that's her beautiful dog that keeps joining me in the shot. But um, and we were talking about the NHL. And what I told my friend is if it, this is really about, again, air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, protecting the players, then what I would pr prefer, not just the NHL, but for any league to do is to empower the uh, players to be able to be expressive in whatever way they deem fit in the pregame warmups. What do I mean by that? Well, leagues like the NFL, for example, the WNBA, for example, players can wear um, particularly like cleats or sneakers that don't necessarily are not considered quote unquote regulation for games. Uh, you've also seen that with the Bauer skates, right? JT Brown, I know, has a, a pair. They're very rare. Hillary Knight wore them once. I can't remember all the other people who had uh, those skates. Um, I think I, I can't remember everyone, so I'm not going to, I just named the ones that I know anyway. Um, and so a lot of times, if we're being honest, what you wear during pregame, it's all about marketing. It's all about the sponsor. For example, in the WNBA, literally players cannot wear a sports bra or they cannot have a sports bra logo showing that's from someone who is not the direct distributor of WNBA uniforms, which right now is Nike. So, and a lot of leagues do that. But what also happens is that those leagues work with those companies and they provide official gear, team issued, league issued gear that is, if it's the WNBA, they have the WNBA wears orange. And yes, their logo is orange, but also orange is a color um, to stand in solidarity with gun control and really talking 
openly about gun violence in the United States in particular. Um, they have breast cancer or cancer awareness, whether it's purple or pink, depending on the league and the focus of there's military issued things, all of that stuff. So instead of saying everyone has to wear this one uniform or one type of tape, what if the National Hockey League, the Men's National Hockey League, the MNHL, just kind of open things up for players to be expressive? Because here's another thing, and I don't often say this, especially on social media, because it can get misconstrued. I will be honest. Generally speaking, widespread speaking, if there was something that I was being asked to wear or to do at my place of employment and it didn't fit with my values, I would not want to feel forced to wear something that is not representative of me. For example, I'll just give you a really clear example. If I were to be asked to wear something that says that is in support of the greater notion of Black Lives Matter, but the shirt had the word minority prominently placed, then I would, I would decline to wear that because I don't use that word to describe myself. I don't use that word to describe people at all. I don't use the word minorities. Just as an example, it was just Hispanic and Latin American um, Heritage Month. And someone wanted me to do something for that month. And they, they, they used the word Hispanic and then Latinx. I don't use those terms to identify myself. I am Latina. And yes, I am cisgendered, but also I have a little bit of an issue with using Latinx. And again, these are larger conversations that are a little bit hard to describe even in a podcast, but it's not because against Hispanic Heritage Month. I am I am Latina, which is different than Hispanic. And they've kind of gotten jumbled together, which generally speaking is okay. But um, the point being that there, I can see why sometimes you might not want to wear something that you feel misrepresents how you personally feel. That being said, <laughs> um, using religion in the way that it's used to effectively be homophobic, to be outright racist at times, and to be sexist, it, uh, I don't approve and support of those things. So I understand that it is a balancing act. But if hockey is for everyone, I think it would be almost kind of cool for hockey players to identify where on the spectrum of hockey is for everyone they want to uplift. And some players are going to swap things out. Some players might really just focus on one thing. And some players, if we're being honest, will never wear pride or Black History Month things. We can expect that. But I think I'd prefer that than what we have now of an outright ban. And even the language and the clapback from the league, it seems like they have a lack of understanding on why so many people are upset and distraught and see this as a, a step backwards and that it's not aligned with hockey is for everyone. They really seem confused by that. And I don't understand why, but I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on this, but I know I already gave you a question of the day. How do you like where the Seattle Kraken are through three games? Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, on social media, and if you're a part of our Locked on Kraken insider community, then you can use the subtext platform and text me directly. But I want to talk about this more because I want to be supportive of communities that I don't 
I don't identify with or that I'm not a part of, because I know some of you have been supportive of communities that I'm a part of that you maybe don't identify with. So we can do that. We can create our own community. But yes, I don't know exactly what the team has planned, uh, except that there is a, what is it, a camper mug giveaway for everyone going to Climate Pledge Arena. So welcome back, fans. I'm so excited for you. We'll talk about our game day episode tomorrow. But um I want I I hope that the Seattle Kraken and I have confidence through the One Roof Foundation that they will continue to push certain things. That being said, and I mentioned Hispanic Heritage Night, and I think I even talked about how they were supposed to have something at Kraken Community Iceplex during the open practices, and then it kind of quietly disappeared from the schedule. And a few of us using the Locked On Kraken account talked about how we were disappointed that there wasn't more from the Seattle Kraken regarding Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm not making excuses. I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses. And I think, no, I, I don't want to make excuses. I know it was preseason, but also they found ways to do a military appreciation day. So it would have been nice to have something a little bit more concrete. Now, Kraken Community Iceplex did do something and there was a skate. And I thought about going, but I had been at that rink all day for like seven days straight. And I kind of needed a little bit of a break. So let's keep this conversation open. I don't know exactly what the Seattle Kraken have planned. They do still have some hockey is for everyone nights on the calendar now that we're in the regular season. I went over that in the off season. And of course, I'll highlight that when we get to it. But um, I want to keep the finger on the pulse. So every once in a while, we'll check in. And if your community is doing something, if you have a group of people that's going to games or like, um, you know, kind of the pride tournament that the Kraken have is what was mentioned to me in our Kraken insider community. Let's keep in touch. So I'm excited because I think there is still opportunity. I'm also frustrated because I think an opportunity was missed to continue something that's extremely important. And I do think that you have now, not you, not you, you like the league, hockey has further diluted what was aspirational at best to, to begin with by taking the stance that they have with, a, a, you know, the specialty jerseys and certainly with pride tape that being said apparently uh, according to, to the reports that i've read the national hockey league is going to quote unquote allow which i don't even like that word but i guess coaches and staff can still wear ribbons they're not allowing players to wear ribbons but coaches can wear specific ribbons you know certain ribbons certain colors like i mentioned the wnba wears orange as a color again for gun violence to bring awareness to gun violence um so i'm curious to see i don't know uh dave doesn't seem the type to me to take a question like that and and uh run with it but i'm curious i guess we'll find out a little bit when we see the Seattle Kraken for the first time this regular season play at Climate Pledge Arena. I have faith. I was a little disappointed with Hispanic Heritage Month. I am very disappointed with what the National Hockey League is doing. But let's continue to embrace our community here. And hopefully Locked on Kraken is an extension of that. I've mentioned it a few times, but just for good measure, remember that you can join our 
a Locked on Kraken Insiders community via subtext. You can text right now 918-731-3154 for a 14-day free trial of a subtext of subtext, which is again the Locked on Kraken Insider community, insider coverage. I talked about Alex Wenberg. I still have an interview with him that I'm going to give to the insider community via subtext. So once again, text 918-731-3154. If you're listening on your favorite audio platform and or on YouTube, you can also check the show notes because there's a link for you to subscribe. Locked on Kraken, we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind. Please, please, please be kind to one another. Hold fast, stay true. And tomorrow we say loud and proud, let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.